All right, Great. so welcome to <laughs> welcome to Two Thumbs Undecided. We are a movie show. We talk about movie things, and a lot has happened so far this week. Um, we also have. Um, we're gonna first get into movie news. Um, also, thanks if you guys listened to last week's episode. I strongly encourage you to listen to last week's episode um, because it is incredible. I thought it, I had I had a blast. I don't know about you, Zach, uh, listening to that old archival footage I or was, audio. I thought that was a, a very interesting uh, uh, episode, just because. That one guy had a really nice accent. His Australian accent seemed to be um, almost comical in a way. Uh, but I, I just wonder. That's, I, a little, that's a little offensive. I actually would say that it was uh, quite on par. It, it sounded a little well, cockney. More so, not even the accent. More so the fact that he, how he came to America was by, um, what, what was it again? He was on like a, a, a little a, in a box or something like he came to America on a box and well, he I has just, superpowers I, that we never got into. Yeah, he uh, he came over uh, from a little raft, a little like uh, kind of like what Moses was on mm. uh, from Australia. But apparently, I mean, he's grown. He he's a grown ass man. So he he came over and then I guess just drifted for a while. Mm. It's cool. It's a cool. uh documentary i mean i would highly suggest everybody to listen to it hmm. well yeah. uh yeah no the, the, he came on and uh we also the lumiere one of the lumiere brothers was on it was it was uh it was really interesting to 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 listen to um and i'm really sad that there was only the one episode or was there i don't know we might we might have to do a little more digging uh, I, I i actually have been uh around kind of like after that episode i've been kind of searching for more of that stuff and i just got a tip off that there is more oh sh okay well but i i have to i have to pay some money so it's going to be a while before we hear more of uh those two characters hmm. a while for you to pay the money or a while to get it have you paid them yet or no you... i haven't paid them yet um i'm using uh, martin scorsese's nice money i just have to um figure out how to do it this this person's a little off the grid mm, gotcha yeah because Scorsese basically gave us a blank check just so yes. you know so we can spend however however much money uh we can we can uh uh we have so we have top tier for those of you who don't know the show at all we have top tier production value um yes anyways um the, the, the reason why Martin Scorsese is producing us is because we do stick to the format yes and the format that was one of the thing is news and uh one of the biggest things i think and this is fairly serious uh is uh buck henry just passed away oh well not not just buck uh, yeah buck henry what you, um, who else i mean buck henry was for those of you who don't know buck henry was the writer of the graduate um and he also was an actor as well and I'm actually reading this book right now that Zach got me called A Revolution Hello. in Picture or oh, no. Pictures in a Revolution that Zach yeah, hasn't read yet. But he's I have it right here. He is in it uh fairly Oh, is that a hard hardback? Yeah, it's called Pictures at a at a Revolution Five Moments and the Birth of the New uh Hollywood by yes. Mark Harris. I still have not read it, but um it's it's definitely on my Bookshelf. I am I, tearing through it right now. Uh, I'm almost done. I think I have two chapters left. And Buck Henry was 
is in the book fairly heavily. Yeah. Um, and so it was kind of weird. I was like reading about it and hadn't heard of Buck Henry before. And then as I'm reading his name, I hear that he he just passed. Is so, he? Is he? How how is he featured in the book? He's featured well. No, it's it doesn't feature him in a bad light at all. It features him as basically is like there there's a lot of contention on like who wrote the graduate, but the book basically said it was Buck Rogers. Like oh. it was he was the true writer of the graduate. Um, most of what you see on the screen is from his script, but it, apparently the graduate went through like three different revisions. Because um, mm-hmm. the book itself, it seemed like was a lot more arrogant and a lot more dry and not as funny as the movie itself. So, anyways, sad to uh, hear he's passing. Yeah, um, or passed. It, he yes, the, it is sad. He was eighty something years old. Like he was, he was an old man, yeah. and actually his old age uh confused me with another death yes what's the other ne- one neil pert from are uh, you serious you don't know the drummer the na- yes the drummer yes the from drummer rush. from rush yes he died at like 80 uh from six, 67 yeah he's that was a young man yeah he was a young man sam yeah no that, that's pert. sad as well two two deaths uh, back to like a day back apart back Oh my goodness, they were like, hello, what's going on, Buck Henry? Oh, wait, you're dead. Oh, I might as well die too. Oh, what? <laughs> that would be horrible. I don't know what you're talking about. No, no, anyway. it's like Neil Peart is calling oh, up Oh, okay, Buck so Henry you're Neil like, Peart on Oh, that. you're dead. Anyways, okay. let's not joke about this. Let's well, just they're, say... They're uh, dead now. I, they're dead. If your families are listening, uh, sorry for your loss. Yes, um, very, and also very America the and the world is, you know, uh, better for having these people in our world. Oh. Um, what what's for so the, funny, Zach? For a second, I thought you were being like the world was better. No, I dead. was saying, <laughs> I'm uh, when I say I'm going to be serious, I mean I'm going to be serious. All when right. I think if we're going to be talking about uh, people who have died recently, we should be some, somewhat serious. Yes, yes, very, very much so. I'm very, I, I, well, actually, I don't think I'm very sad, but I'm sad for their oh, family. I just, just say that, yes, just say, you like I have to coach this guy, people. What, what do you have to coach me? What do you have to coach me about? You know what? I'm going to, I have to go and get a better mic right Okay. Now. <laughs> All right. Anyways, let's move on to some other news because apparently Zach can't handle a death in a serious matter. Um, uh, death is sad. Death is sad. Do you have any other news? Uh, let's see who else died today. Oh my god! Not <laughs> just tell me who else uh, is. Um, I don't know anything else. Oh, I got uh, yeah. Great, I have a uh, great um news. It's um about oh here's a great one. Oprah Winfrey exits documentary about Russell Simmons alleged sex assaults. Hmm. Did you just type in Google News and that was the first thing that popped up? No, this is on IMDb. Uh, there's a little thing said, top news. Mm. Um, and that's what came up. And this is from Rolling Stones. Mm. So apparently Russell Simmons has some sexual allegations. Against who? Russell Simmons. Wait, Russell Simmons has sexual allegations towards who? Uh, just people. <laughs> Wait, so people have allegations against him? Yes. Okay, yeah, okay. So people have an issue with Russell Simmons. Gotcha. Yeah, do you know who that is? No. He is a producer behind such great movies 
like the nutty professor. Ah. Dude, where's my car? Oh, you mean like this is the nut the 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 remake of the Nutty Professor? No, no, this is a producer. I'm just saying Oprah Wimphy has left a project that this guy was producing Got because it. he has sexual no, allegations. I'm saying the Nutty Professor that he produced the seek the remake of the Nutty Professor. Yes, I'm pretty okay. sure that I'll, everybody a lot. Of, this is horrible again, but uh, I'm pretty sure a lot of people from the original Nutty Professor are dead. Wow. But, like, for instance, like, I mean, this is part of what our theme is. To, well, we're not talking about remakes. We're talking about sequels. Our, 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 our theme is sequels. Unless I honestly. Do you want to change I, the theme again in the middle no, of the no, show? No, 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 no. I'm just, I'm just thinking, like, what if The Nutty Professor by Eddie Murphy is an actual sequel? Oh, you think the remake? Maybe we can get talk about that. But one last news that we have before we get into the uh, the actual topic for today is um, we have something coming out tonight. Uh, we have a video coming out that we're going to be shooting in about an hour and a half. Um, that is going to be the first. Zach looks like he's confused. <laughs> no, no. But you said an hour and a half. It's two hours. All right. Two hours. Um, yeah, two hours. Um, we are... We have uh, we're going to be doing our own award show, um, and it's going to be called the Myers, um, and we're going to be announcing our nominations um, in a video tonight, which conveniently just so happens to be a day before uh, another award show that I don't like to talk about on this show, um, but you probably know what I'm talking about. Uh, but the Myers is going to be coming ahead of this other award show. Zach, if you want to say the name, you can. But you know I just have this uh, rule, really. Of course, um, yes. So um, the Oscars are tomorrow, but tonight are the Myers. So there's the Oscar, and then there's the Myers. Yes, yeah, so, and it's it's named after a... Um, uh, uh, Lou, it's, it's based off Louis P. Ma Mayers. Mm -hmm. That's how he pronounced it, Mayers, but... I just phonetically like to say Myers, mm -hmm. um, who produced. I mean, he was one of the um, guys in MGM. Yeah, yeah. It's he, named after him. So, you know, if you have any other reason why we think we might call uh, the Myers something else, then that's that's on you. Um, anyways, that's going to be later tonight. We're going to be announcing the nominations, and then. Uh, you, the, the, the winners are decided by you guys. We're going to be, this is going to be probably one of the few times that you actually have a say in who wins, uh, awards. Uh, normally it's like, you know, some group of, you know, elitist schmucks, uh, sitting in high chairs, just like, f f f uh, flailing their hands around being like, let's, uh, uh, let's, uh, let's vote on, uh, Suicide Squad again. Yeah, Suicide Squad, that, is that back? Does that have a sequel yet? Um, and, uh, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, which actually, in a sense, it is, but I think but that's actually also, uh, yeah. It's also next year. Um, but no, so you guys actually have a say in this, and it, your vote really probably will count, um, in who wins these awards. Uh, so yeah, so we're gonna be announcing those um later today so tune in um but yeah so let's get into the topic today which Sequel. is sequels so fans at home if you're listening this is 
it's not a sequel, but we are on our fourth season of Two Thumbs Undecided. But technically, by all legal reasons, I think we're actually on our second season with the Radio Free Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. So second season sequels. Now that we haven't seen, uh, now that we're uh, done with our archival footage or audio stuff, it's interesting to talk about sequels because the world is kind of rampaged by sequels. Rampaged. I mean, we have rampages after rampages, but there are good sequels. There are good sequels. And actually, tell you the truth, I was just listing off my uh, top five movies ever to somebody yesterday, and I realized... I think I have two sequels on there. What, Godfather Part 2? No, no, well, actually, okay, for fans at home, this is Zachary Ferguson's exclusive top five. I'll just list them off real uh, quick. You have Raiders of the Lost Ark, Evil Dead 2, mm. uh, Batman, Spider-Man 2, and I actually have to think about number five. I think it is uh, Forrest Gump, but I need to switch it up. But now, that's my top five, and there are two sequels on there. Mm-hmm. If you do a good sequel right, you make a great movie. Now, what would you say makes a good sequel? What you do is... This is the definitive. If you guys are making any sequels, Zach's about to say, this is exactly what you need to do. This right, is exactly ahead. what you need to do. What you do is you take elements from the first one and maybe like retool it a little bit. And then you tell a completely different story. Um, it doesn't need to be bigger or smaller. It just needs to be well-written. But it takes elements from the first one. We know the character. And you go and then you you kind of build off of that. Like with Evil Dead 2. I mean, Evil Dead 2, in a sense, was actually a remake of the first one. But it says 2 in the title. What it does is it retells the story. And then it continues Spider-Man 2 is a great sequel because we know Spider-Man. That's easy. You know, it could be simply called Spider-Man, you know, but it it tells a whole nother story. Bad sequels are basically retelling the first story of like the last one. And uh, having bad plotting is basically what a bad sequel is. Yeah, I think there 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 has been a lot of sequels that simply took the same exact formula of the first one and mm. then just But here's the thing, is that's not always the it's it's not cuz I, I was about to say a a a a uh one thing um in that like you take if you just re- take the same formula and just redo it it's going to be it's not going to be good cuz you might as well just watch it the first time but the but one sequel that really like to the T took the same exact storyline and then just updated it is back to Are the future a, what back to the oh, future I, I thought you were going to say uh star wars no star wars i think that the second empire or uh uh what is it called um, well, no, um, Empire Strikes uh, Back did a really good job of being a sequel. No, no, For- Force Awakens. Oh, well, I don't... What I'm... And, I, that, we'll get and, into that in a little bit. We'll get into that a little the, bit. This new one. What I think... Uh, what I'm talking about is Back to the Future. If you haven't seen Back to the Future, there's three of them. There shouldn't be any more. 
But if you watch the first and second one, it takes a lot of the same story plots and put and it's it's kind of like you lay it on top of it and it's the same things almost down to like bullies being chasing after uh Marty McFly in like the skateboards. Um, I have an argument there. Someone falling in love, like him falling asleep and waking up. But my but I'm saying it's a good sequel, and this is why. Yeah, it's because yeah. it is very, very conscious of the fact that it is ripping it off and it is playing around with that. And it, it kind of is updating it. With the second one, whenever he wakes up to um a um like a his mom like waking him up and being in, in, in like waking him up and being like, oh, it's a dream, and then waking up and realizing he's still stuck in the past or future or wherever or the present. Um the second one it uses that and then it twists it and being like it's his mom, but also there's like a lot of horrible shit going on. Um, the, the reason why those movies are great, I mean, they're not all classics. Mm-hmm. I would definitely say that the first one is the greatest. I really like the third one, second, and then the second part. But the reason why those movies work is it actually, in a sense, plays like a great trilogy, like back yeah. to back to back. On the date, 19, uh, 2016, if you can believe it, that's like four years ago. On that date where he goes into the future, uh, they were playing a, um, a, a, a back-to-back of all those movies, like a three-hour marathon. And I watched it, and it really does play out like, a, you know, like this is what happens, this is what happens, and then it concludes. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the reason why those movies work is, yes, they have the same cadence, but it's like a joke, you know, like everything wor- uh, uh, like comedy works in threes. Mm. Like I go like, um, knock, knock. Who's there? Um, banana. Banana who? Banana. <laughs> that was the worst. I think, wait, no. Wait, wait. wait. No. <laughs> Wait, first the- off, I don't get how that relates to comedy works in threes because I said because, there was five uh, words. Second off, <laughs> no, no, the joke, I, I, uh, maybe it's something else, but you're supposed to. I so like I say banana, and then you go banana who, and then I go banana, and then you go banana who, and then I go banana, and then you say banana who, and then I go orange, orange who, orange, orange, orange. Aren't you glad I didn't say banana? Okay, yeah, but instead you stop. <laughs> so in this reality. You're kind of the epiphysis of some producer goes like, I don't get it. <laughs> I'm going to stop this trilogy. All right. I, I get now that you've said, now that you've explained it. I had to explain the joke. But I get, I, I get what ever. you're saying. I get what you're saying is sometimes I think the, the thing is, is I, there's a different type of a trilogy or a different type of sequel. And that's the trilogy. And that's something that I think like movies liked Back to the Future Back to the Future did really well, in which the second one, it ends with a cliffhanger to the third one. But yeah. normally in those situations, and if, I think in most situations, the first one, they they don't want to risk it being like a failure. And they normally, the first one is a self-contained movie. Mm-hmm. So the first one is normally just like its own thing. And then the second one, it has a hard job of both um, uh, making it unique enough but also still holding on to some of the elements, but still, like, uh, updating it. But then it still has to tie, if you want to make it a trilogy, it still has to have a pretty solid cliffhanger. And movies, and that's, 
I think this was really big in like the 80s uh, with, I mean, S Star Wars did a good job of that. Uh, Back to the Future did a good job of that. Uh, Indiana uh, Jones really didn't do... The ending of Temple of Doom kind of just ended... It didn't really tie into the third one. Well, no, it, well, the reason why it shouldn't tie into the third one is actually uh, Temple of Doom is a prequel to Raiders of the Lost Ark. Really? Oh, yes. Yeah. It takes... Uh, if you look at the year thing, it takes place before. Yeah. Um, and then, no, Last Crusade is... A lot of people uh, say that it's actually on par with Raiders of the Lost Ark. I kind of disagree. But Last Crusade was a great finale. And then we have an example of King of Kingdom of uh, of the Crystal Skull. Mm. That that's, that's something that always kind of an, is is, and that's what's happening more and more and more. Because I think a lot of times, like today, sequels have a very negative connotation, uh, mm. in which people are fairly. And on one of the first times that I realized that I was like, why are they making a sequel? was uh um uh what's it called pirates of the caribbean because i remember i watched the first one when it came out and then i heard they were making a sequel and i was like wait why are they making a sequel it, it the story's all, already done really wait you were surprised that there was not there was going to be a sequel i to... was surprised but that was the first time i remember thinking like what is what? why are they making a sequel and i i in my mind i i wasn't thinking about the re the real reason why anyone makes a sequel is money. the money. Yeah. Uh. So and that's why I think today, and Pirates of the Caribbean isn't it, it? That's more of just my own recollection. The the second and third one were fine. The fourth one was stupid, and then they kept making more. Um. I hated the fourth one. I it, like I remember Stranger being Tides. On a, or something yeah, like I remember being on a date with somebody, and it was it was one of those <laughs> dates where I was on, and I was like, oh, this. She really likes this movie. I don't <laughs> I don't know if this is going to work out. <laughs> yeah. Um but anyways, but no, I I think there is a um But here's the thing. You can make a good and like I'm looking at this list and all the greatest sequels are made by people I would consider to be like great directors. I mean, mm -hmm. here's the thing. The greatest trilogy it, I I really think and I think Science would be true to this. Okay, is the Lord of the Rings series, and that's that's a different type of sequel as well because that that is based on when you books. have to have a sequel. The thing is, is like that's like Harry Potter. Like those those types of sequels, are, I think, are a separate category because that's it's it's, it's kind of banking be. on the fact that the first one and people know the books that there's going to be more made because the books are well a great sequel. Like a truly great – I mean, I know Lord of the Rings, in my opinion, is the greatest trilogy, but it's based off something. The best trilogy is something that's created from nothing. Mm. So I would say um, I think the king of sequels would be James Cameron because he made two sequels that were made from nothing, just imagination, and made for the movies. You have Terminator 2, Judgment mm -hmm. Day, which – took the same elements of the first one but now that he had like millions more uh more money <laughs> that's bad english yeah. but he had more money he made something greater mm -hmm. you know and then he did aliens mm -hmm. which was the same plot 
you know, like, you know, Ripley goes and kills aliens. Mm -hmm. But it's but it's just bigger and it's, it's more thought bigger. out. It's yeah. But then you have like bigger things, too. And also, but I, I want to go back to those two examples, because he does do the mm -hmm. same thing in which he takes a he takes he basically flips who's the bad guy in that situation for Terminator. I mean, spoiler alerts for Terminator. The Terminator turns into the good guy, like good the guy. Arnold Schwarzenegger turns in, Wait. or yeah, turns into the good guy in that, and that completely. And he like in the trailers for that movie, he made it so it people didn't know who the good guy and the bad guy was. Yeah. So that's well, something interesting. That that was a good interesting thing. And then what was the other one? Uh, oh, an alien. Alien. Once again, the robot turned into the good guy. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, so he, he does this thing in which you really you you think it's gonna go one way, thing. and then he flips it in a way in which it it broadens the the what the danger is, and it broad it kind of opens up the scope of making it seem like this is it makes it seem more real because it's not just like this isn't just a movie about like you know how robots suck and like yeah. he once he opens it up a little bit wider to be like no. You know, the, things then, can turn in different ways and it makes it more real and more interesting to watch and makes it more of a universe instead of just a singular, yeah. or like a remake of something um, for money. Yeah, no, and, and then there's the, uh, his famous... Also, can you, uh, can you move the camera? Because I'm just seeing half of you right now. Why do you need to look at me? Yeah, true. I don't know. Um, no, but I'll, uh, I'll point it a little bit. Also, I have the lights off, so you can't really see too much of me anyways. Um, and then you have his famous... Uh, new movie which is called Titanic 2 where the Titanic is the good guy yes. the, the the boat actually saves everybody yeah 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 it's it's yeah people meteor. yeah people well, are just like you were gonna die and they just so happen like the, bo the boat and it has like a face on the boat and it's like well no. the, the, the boat is voiced by Paul Giamatti he's like hey, hey, hey everybody I'm I'm Titanic 2 I'm gonna save you I, that's I, my Paul Giamatti I think, um, but there's also the instances in which uh, sequels are people argue are better than the first one. Godfather Part Two. God, See, well, that's is, the thing oh, is Godfather what? Part Two is always pointed out as I think they're the same. Well, the, here's the. You think they're? What do you mean they're the same? I think they're the same level of goodness. I think they're like Godfather and Godfather Part Two are the same. I think that they are different movies. I think they're great in different ways. I think The Godfather is much more classic, much more precise. Well, I think Godfather mm -hmm. Part Two is a little bit more comp, like as a good sequel should, takes the world and throws in a little bit more elements of talking about, you know, what's going on and where it was like it was in Havana or someplace in, in uh, Cuba. In Cuba. Yeah, in Cuba. He brings in like the uh, Cuba the, and like the kind of the, the riots Cuba. that are going in Cuba and the, makes it bigger than just New York. Um, and and that's what I'm talking about when it comes to like bigger story is you take you take what was great about the first one and you put us into a whole new world because now the characters have experienced stuff so they should experience more of the world. I mean, you have stuff like you know Dark Knight. I mean, that's the classic example of a mm. of you know. I mean, here's the thing. There, there are movies that are definitely going to do sequels because of the, the money, yeah. you know? And those are superhero movies and action movies. Mm -hmm. Anything with action and superheroes is going to get a sequel. And that's, I think, when I, when I roll my eyes the most. Like, for instance, 
the new Top Gun Maverick uh, sequel yeah, that's coming I, out. I, Stuff I like that. It's hard. That that is the types of sequels that I have an issue that I think most people have an issue with. Expect like today. Now that we're all kind of sequeled out, it's been out of thirty years since the first one. Uh, maybe they probably did a good job of maybe updating things, but it's it's probably not going to be great. Simply just because they probably the writers and director like I don't know who's writing and directing it. If it if it's a good director, I'm I feel like most directors now wouldn't really want to touch something that is that old because they know that. It's going to be mostly for the money, and that producers no. are going like producers are going to take this stuff. You mean and directors in the indie scene wouldn't touch it? Like I, I doubt that a Greta Gerwig would be like good Aha. directors. I'm saying good directors in general, like, like even guy- even bigger, like uh, David Finch probably wouldn't touch. Like I actually look. Let's well, look up who's I, doing it. Actually, you know what's funny? David Fincher, his first movie was a sequel. But the difference between that is Aliens was yeah. was being was not it a lot not, not a lot of time had passed since the second one, and also it, in the eighties that like trilogies were like still very good and like people could make good trilogies in the eighties and like the coveted trilogy was it wasn't something that was like frowned upon. I think a lot of times a lot of movies were coming out in the eighties that were eventually turned that were turned into trilogies and really solid trilogies. So he was probably thinking in his mind, oh, I get to make the ending of this of this trilogy, of this amazing, like, first two movies were so good. And then he kind of botched it, but... Well, from what I heard is um, he kind of... It was, it was a little, like, touch and go for a long time. Oh, whew. I was looking up uh, best sequels of all time, and for some reason I thought I was on... Uh, the page of like worst sequels and i saw bill and ted's bogus uh journey which is a great sequel in my mm. opinion um i'm looking up right now the director for top gun maverick uh his name is joseph kaczynski he did oh yeah so he he did <laughs> oh he actually he did tron legacy which is a sequel that didn't really do too well um, i actually really like that he movie. did oblivion which I've heard okay things about, and then he did Only the Brave, which is a movie so, I actually saw on TV, and it it seemed like an overblown kind of just action film that I don't know. So what you're saying is he is a Tom Cruise freak. I'm saying, yeah. Well, what I'm saying is is mostly, well, I mean, the only one was Oblivion, but I, I'm saying that he is the type of a director I would expect. Uh, that's enough to be He is freak. the type of director I would expect to take on sequels of movies not that he he's probably good at his job. I'm just saying I don't think his his main goal I don't think is uh making making a story in which okay, maybe I'm jumping to conclusions a little bit too much. I don't I don't want to single this person out. I really don't know him. I I did think Tron Legacy did a good job of of uh updating Tron. Um, but it was a little dry, and I, I do think the money kind of sh- shines through a little bit more on these films than other than than other sequels that may be considered good. Yeah, you can see that this the main focus of this is the money as opposed to uh, something. Well, else. you know what's really interesting, and I take this from listening to that archival footage of the Lumiere brothers is you know 
film has only been around for a hundred and thirty some years, like twenty years, and now that we're in the precipice of digital age, the the cool thing to do now is take a movie that was made thirty years ago, which in a sense, in filmmaker world and Hollywood uh, world, is ancient. Mm-hmm. And then make a sequel off of it. Mm-hmm. So you have stuff like Tron Legacy, and you have, I, I think the uh, you have the Mavericks, you know, going like, whoa, yeah, finally I get a sequel of something that was cool in the eighties. Um, I mean, a lot of comedies got that treatment with uh, like Dumb and Dumber, yeah, um, Anchorman, Zoolander, you know, and they they were horrible flops, horrible movies. Actually, those are exa- if you want a a great example of a horrible sequel, watch Dumb and Dumber two two. Watch Caddyshack two. two. Watch like any well, like a lot well, of like, sequels of classic Sam and comedy. I, Sam and I went to, and I think Caddyshack oh, yeah. was actually ma- uh, made. Like we went to to like we actually went to the theaters thinking, oh, this is going to be fun because yeah. you know Dumb and Dumber is a great movie. And the commercial I, was kind of funny. Yeah, and then for some reason, Dumb and Dumber Two, and it was made by the same people. I don't know what went wrong. Dumb and Dumber Two, the characters were, they accentuated their character, like they did what I just said to make a great sequel, but they did it in a weird way. Mm-hmm. It's like saying to like, imagine if someone's doing plastic surgery, and you go like, okay, accentuate your uh, brow brow line because that's your best feature. And then all of a sudden you have like a caveman kind of look and it's like, whoa, what did you do? That's exactly what they did with Dumb and Dumber 2. They're like, oh, let's make them dumb. But for some reason, making them more dumb makes them horrible people Mm -hmm. that it was it just was not funny. Yeah. No, I. um, Which I I think is what maybe happened with Caddyshack 2. Yeah, I just think a lot of. I don't really see comedies. I think there's really no point in making sequels unless you were planning. I'm I'm trying to think of like a good comedy sequel. I'll I'll tell you what Wayne's World two. Well, okay, that's true. Okay, that there that's that is bust my thoughts on it. That was a great sequel. Yeah, that was a fantastic sequel, and I I don't know why. I mean it it took. Oh, I mean heck, I mean Austin Powers. The, the spy who shagged me. I think it's, it's honestly, I think it's harder to make a good sequel than it is to make a good movie in general. <laughs> what? I'm just thinking in the head. Just, uh, in the like, head? Where else? I'm, where else? Uh, not, in, the he- in the head of like a, a film oh, okay. person, like a film creator being like, like, hey, guys, I thought of this great movie. Oh, man, I don't know if I can make a good sequel. <laughs> it's like uh, the sequel has to be better. But if you can make, I mean, a lot of the the movies. Oh, here's another one, and I've never seen it, but you have. But the uh, Before trilogy by mm-hmm. Richard Linklater. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a a romantic sequel mm-hmm. that apparently works. Wait, which right? one? Sorry. Well, um, you have uh, you have Before. What's the first one in uh, ring? Uh, okay, Link- well that that is another interesting uh, example of there. I mean, there's before sunrise, um, and then before sunset, and then before midnight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, I have not seen any of these movies, even though it is on Criterion Collection. Yeah, and it's pre- it's premiered at. Sorry, the first promoted... one was the first one was before Sunset, and then it was before Sunrise. But Wait. that no, no, I was wrong. Sorry, you... before Sunrise, then before Sunset. I think that's even. I think that's even harder when it like comedies, action comedy. I mean, sorry, action movie sequels. I think you can basically give it to a computer and it can write it in three seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, to make it good takes a whole nother thing. But um, romance sequels, mm-hmm. I actually can't name you another romance sequel that was. Because, um, but I think considered great the reason why is at the end of a lot of romances they fall in love and i think what's the tension then after they're already in love is that oh no now they're not going to be in love and i'm trying there's there's a movie that just came to my mind that actually might have done a good job with that um most of the time it does seem kind of cliche because the only thing that you can do is some other guy or girl comes in and complicates things or maybe they have a job. It just turns too real, I think. It, it loses some of the fantasy of, like, the excitement of falling in love. But there's always exceptions to the rule. And well, I, have, you, have you seen um, before um, Sunset? I have, but I think that's, that's, set, that's a different thing because that is, those were planned well in advance. And the whole thing about it is it's seven years apart. And they had seven years to figure, to, like, have a good idea, like, to, to write something. Um, oh I just I just uh, looked at this. I, I didn't know that before Sunrise was um, David I mean Richard Linklater's next film after Days and Confused. Yeah, I guess so. Huh. Yeah. And then you just his career just keeps building and building. But I think there's well, always exceptions to the rule. And I think that hmm. the it really just comes down to the best sequels are people that are written, written well and written with. But written, still understanding the heart, but also expanding upon the world. And one instance that I want to talk before we get to our what we've seen this week is, um, uh, I watched Social Network two days ago, and it, it which was, is a sequel to Network. Yeah, exactly. No, Social Network is, if you don't know, came out in two thousand ten, and it's about the beginnings of Facebook. And I was thinking, and I was saying this when I was talking with my friends about how. It would be so interesting if they made a sequel of Social Network today. Actually, that since, is a fantastic since idea. Since Facebook has developed more than just, you know, the beginnings of modern social media, it has become so much bigger in a way. Well, but- and it kind of it wrote itself in a way that I don't think anyone could really write about it. And also in this in this world, you can still... I also think that Social Network was written so interestingly mm-hmm. since it was done. It kind of at the end, it basically said that everything in this movie is false or it basically everything in this movie is is like an overreaction because um, this was all done through deposition. And 80, it, they had a line Rashida Jones said like 80 percent of emotional depositions are uh, false because people are just too emotional. Um, it's overblown. So basically saying that a lot of the story that you just saw is probably a little bit overblown and not really what happened. So I think that was a really interesting way of kind of, you know, cutting or like being able to to tell a unique story, but still making it seem, but still grounding it in reality in a way. Um, 
And I think well, if they did something like that with today, I think it would just be so much, so much, so interesting to see the two compared. Well, I think I think the, if we did a sequel to or like David Fincher did, and it has to be David Fincher because I think another thing about a sequel is it has to like a, a the essence of a great. Well, actually, this is now false again. But like, I think a lot of the times a great sequel is the continuation of a filmmaker's vision. Mm-hmm. Uh, say like uh, Evil Dead Two or An Army of Darkness or uh, you know empire strikes back well actually that in there in case in point actually empire strikes back was not written by george lucas that was written fact. by george Lace. wasn't it written yeah. by him? it was uh it was written i'm pretty sure by uh the guy who I think did... he wrote it i don't know he I, didn't direct it but i think I, he wrote it i'm pretty sure i mean he definitely had some oversight to it but um the cool thing about Empire Strikes Back, and I think the reason why maybe it's one of the greatest sequels of all time, is it was written by old Hollywood. It was uh, by a woman who wrote The Big Sleep, starring... Oh, interesting. Yeah, and then was uh, retooled by Lawrence... Lawrence Car- Ka- Kasdan. Kasdan. Yeah, Ka- Kasdan. So, yeah, George Lucas... Well, he, okay, so produced George Lucas it. did the story. He did the story. And like the general yeah. premise, and then they wrote the screenplay. Okay, Lynn ba- Braggett was the one who. Lee, wrote it, the... I think it's Lee. And it's Lee. so cool. Like this <laughs> is so cool. Looking at Braggett. her thing, she wrote the Big Sleep, Rio Bravo, and Hatir. Like she did a lot of old, like nineteen forties, wow. like old Hollywood. And then all of a sudden, she's like, "Okay, I'll uh, I'll said, write this Star it Wars." It said she movie. died in nineteen seventy eight, so she probably wrote it and then died. Yeah. Wow, that's kind of sad, but also that's yeah. probably why this Lawrence Kasdan took it over. Um, but anyway, actually, I wonder. Jeez, that would be crazy if this woman is the one who like created Star Wars. Yeah, and then, uh, anyways, I think. But to tie it all up, I think that really with everything. It's not there really isn't any how to make a sequel, which I think you'll see a lot of times online, like how to make a sequel. I think it really is just writing, knowing how to write a good story, which is a lot. There's a lot to it. You know, watch a master class from uh, what's his face? Um, who's the guy that wrote um, that wrote Social Network? Oh, um, that's uh, that's. Uh, oh, shoot. Um well, why can't I think of his name? I well, we can uh, never remember anyone. Yeah, when we need to, it's yeah. it's Andy's. I'm looking it up. Computer, who wrote The West Wing? Oh, uh, Aaron Sorkin. Yeah, Aaron Sorkin. It, yeah, so it's like watch a masterclass from Aaron Sorkin if you if you want to know how to write a, a good film in general. But I do think it is generally harder to make a sequel because you have to tie in. You have to know what was so great about the first one but also know what to change for the second one but still know how to write a good story i think it it requires a lot of craft to know when to write or how to write a good sequel and i I think a good sequel is more impressive than a good first movie that's my thoughts and in my opinion i think a great sequel if i had to write like if i was going to write a sequel is the the sequel can be seen without seeing the last movie. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite kind of sequel. Like, I believe I watched... No, yeah, no. I watched Evil Dead 2 
then Army of Darkness, then Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. Because I could. And you can do that with, you know, you could do that with uh, Aliens. You could do that with Dark Knight, I think. Yeah, you could do that with Dark Knight. But a lot of these new uh, Disney, um, like Guardians of Galaxy, like, well, actually, I think Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, you could also watch without seeing. But a lot of these new Disney uh, superhero movies, they build it up yeah. that you have to watch everything. And that's uh, the cinematic universe, I think, is different, as well as remakes are different from the conversation of sequels. But if we want to get into the movies we've watched this week, um, we should uh, we should get started. Yeah. Uh, well, I did not watch a sequel. Mm-hmm. I watched a year, and mm. that year was 1917. I watched it yesterday. Uh, see, we can talk about this together, I guess. It was, I, I thought it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. It it needs to be seen in theaters. Mm-hmm. And I heard that it was going to be like a, a one-shot kind of thing. But I was so impressed by how they did that. Yeah, the, the I always hear life. whenever people do like the one-shot thing, I think it's like a gimmick. But uh... well, I, I, like I think it's a gimmick that like so you have Birdman. The reason why mm-hmm. they did it in Birdman is it it felt like a play, which is like it it was it was a play. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you have 1917, and I think the cool thing about doing the one shot is you it has that more feel of like I'm there with him. I get to see every single emotion, mm-hmm. and it's also crazy to think how much like land they cover Mm -hmm. in that one my goodness i'm thinking about it right now like like it seems like where they started was like a hundred miles away from where they ended yeah they really did a great job of it and they took a lot of practice with everything i was watching a video of like the behind the scenes of how they did it um and they like made all these models just to know the lighting of everything and wow um i've only seen they they would practice like four months before the scene it was my i think what my biggest only issue with the film was really that um this isn't really i guess spoilers we can spoil this it's not even well we it's not even really spoilers i'm just gonna say it very broadly i think people this guy if he just if people just learned how to kill in this movie they would have solved so many problems if they just actually used their rifle Oh, and like okay. did and like but he actually, doesn't want to like I he doesn't want this. to it's a war they are trying to kill him so that's my that's my one takeaway all right that's a philosophy thing. it's not a I philosophy thing it's if you are in war it's a philosophy he doesn't want well actually, i'm just saying it doesn't i feel like I, for me it's like he would have solved a lot of issues like the I movie t- would have been over a lot quicker if he just shot that one german the German who ended up, I'm just gonna say that things get worse for them because of the fact that they. Don't. I, I will. I will. Ag- actually, I totally agree with and you. And also, the, there's the I one think- scene, and this isn't really a spoiler. There's the one scene where he like is killing. He's like he he kills this one person, and then this drunk German kind of walks over, and I was, and he has a knife right he, next he to the person. Just he could have stabbed him, and then just walked away like safely. And kind of snuck out, you know. But also, instead, he pushes him aside and just starts sprinting. And I'm kind of just like, okay. Also, like, this was jam-packed with so many stars. Like, the guy from The Bodyguard was at the very end of the TV show. The brother the brother oh, at the end. Oh, right, right, right. Um, he was at he the was very also- end. 
And there were just so many stars that only had like two minutes in the film. And then I, it was it was just kind of funny how they just threw in these random people. I love I love this movie because I knew like since this was a one take kind of wonder kind of thing, mm-hmm. the two actors obviously were not known, but brilliant. I thought they were brilliant actors. But anybody who was like like they were going to meet, like anytime they were saying like you have to you have to see uh, General Coswell, I knew whoever that general was was going to be someone big. Mm-hmm. So you had like Andrew Scott. And then you had uh, Mark Strong. You know, these these famous British actors mm-hmm. um, played everybody like who was seen, like the next person they met. And I thought that was like a like a Ooh, who's it going to be next? Like it was like a checkpoint. Like, right. OK, we're going to we're going to wrap it up because we have some people who are going to be coming on after us. So um, we um, tune into the video tonight. Um, tune into next week. Um, yeah, I would say like tune in at nine. Yeah, Zach has PM. to edit the shit out of it, so I have to, yeah. we'll uh, we'll see how it goes. Um, but thank you, uh, everyone for what. Oh, I just realized I should probably put on some music. Uh, to do this shit. Ah, fuck. Um, one sec. Let me just. Uh, I was not prepared for this. One sec. I'm wise. Ferg, you guys are gonna hear my login password. Zach, talk amongst yeah. yourself. Um, yeah, no, I, I honestly think we should keep going because uh, there's a lot to say about 1917. I really liked it, and I highly you have to see it in theaters. Don't be a schmuck and see it on your phone. <sighs> you know, don't see it anywhere else. These this is a movie that needs to be seen on a large screen, and. I implore you to go see it in theaters like I did. Honestly, if I had my dowries, I would definitely go see it again. But I just I've I've said this before, but I hate theater people. I hate I hate going to the theaters. I love the experience of the theater when it works. But like the guy next to me was checking his phone every so often. All right, Zach, we're going to we're going to turn out. So uh, tune in next week and uh, stay tuned. All right. Bye. Love you. Okay, bye. Everybody will be dancing and be feeling it right. Everybody will be dancing and be feeling it right. Everybody will be dancing and be feeling it right. Everybody will be dancing and be feeling it right. Everybody will be dancing and be feeling it right. Everybody will be dancing and be feeling it right. Everybody will be dancing and be feeling it right. Everybody will be dancing and be feeling it right. Everybody will be dancing and be feeling it right. Everybody will be.